Hey everyone, it's Samuel Hansen. I'm very sorry, but I do not have a new interview for you to listen to this week. I've been on vacation, and while I was on vacation, I was sadly unable to record. But I do have something for you to listen to. Last November, I went to England uh, to visit a former guest on this podcast, as well as my co-host over at the Math Maths podcast, Peter Rowlett. He lives in Nottingham, and while I was there, uh, he decided to take me on a mathematics and computing history tour of his city. While we were doing that, we made some videos. And what I'm going to present to you is a bit of a teaser of audio from those videos. Now, if you want to go see those videos, you can head on over to youtube.com slash Samuel M. Hansen or bit.ly slash math maths history. I hope that you enjoy this audio and I hope that it convinces you that you need to go watch these very interesting videos that Peter and I put together. I hope you like it and I guarantee you a new interview next week. Thanks so much for listening. It really means so much that people out there want to hear these interviews I put together. Okay, okay. Now here's the teaser of that video I was talking about. So shall I say who we are or shall I say who I am and you say who you are? Right, let's each say who we are yeah. individually. Okay, so let's, let's try this. <laughs> let's try this again. Okay. okay. Hello, I'm Samuel Hansen. And I'm Peter Rowlett, and Samuel is visiting me in Nottingham, and while he's here, I'm taking him on a bit of a mathematical history tour of the system. Hello, I'm Peter Rowlett. And I'm Samuel Hansen, and I happen to be in England visiting Peter, uh, something that wouldn't happen very often, so he decided to take me on a mathematical history tour of Nottingham. Hello, I'm Samuel Hansen. Hmm. And I'm Peter Rowlett. Yeah, like as usual. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm just drinking from my George Green mug. George Green was born in 1793. His father was also called George Green and was a baker in Nottingham. And while our George Green was a boy, his father built the mill, which is behind us. Um, and it's thought that George Green did a lot of his um, mathematical work, particularly his early work, uh, while working at the mill. And he's, there's a sign behind us with an inscription, uh, a quote from him. He describes having done the mathematics in hours stolen from my sleep. Leibniz did at one point before he published his version of a letter of Newton's that described his version of the calculus, and this caused a rather big schism between both the English and the continental calculus schools. So we're now at the Nottingham High School, which is taken over from uh, what once was the Nottingham Free School in Stony Street in Nottingham, um, where a man called John Topless was headmaster. And John Topless was um, a, a keen mathematician. Uh, and he went to Cambridge, and then he was master of the school here. And he actually published a translation of Laplace, uh, and it is generally considered that George he heavily influenced uh, George Green in the work that he did. And uh, Laplace was part of the Continental School of uh, Calculus. And so this is this is a possible answer to the question. Actually, I have a, his a book here, which is a history of Nottingham High School, um, which quotes a biography by H. G. Green, uh, a biography of George Green, written in 1946. Um, as saying that it has been claimed internal evidence proves Green's indebtedness to Topless's book for the inspiration of his famous essay. George Green was a subscriber at the library in the early 1800s, and it's thought this is where he read much of his mathematics. 
1828, he published an essay on the application of mathematical analysis to the theories of electricity and magnetism. And this was published by subscription through the Nottingham Library. One copy of the essay went to Edward Bromhead, who lived near Lincoln. Bromhead had been at Cambridge with uh, Babbage and was part of a group of people who were interested in the Leibnizian form of calculus coming from the continent. So Bromhead recognised the significance of the essay. Bromhead began a correspondence with Green and encouraged him to produce further works of mathematics and ultimately encouraged him to go to Cambridge to read mathematics. So George Green had published the essay and had uh, died in relative obscurity um, in, in Nottingham and his work was fairly unknown. But now we know about him today and I have my George Green mug, so how did that happen? So the story is that um, young Thompson, who, who later, Lord, later became Lord Kelvin, was uh, reading widely on electricity and came across a reference to the remarkable essay of Mr. Green of Nottingham. Uh, but he couldn't find a copy of this essay. So then he was, he was at Cambridge having dinner with his tutor uh, one night and he found out his tutor had three copies of the essay. You can sort of imagine George Green, when he went to Cambridge, wandering around giving people <laughs> copies of the essay. Uh, so, so Kelvin um, Thompson then uh, goes to Paris with, three, uh, with two copies of the essay in his bag, and he gives one to somebody, and pro they promise to publish it in a German journal of mathematics. And it's from there that the sort of snowball begins. And Kelvin's contemporaries are Stoke and, Stokes and Clark Maxwell and people like that. And this is where the whole effect of what Green did starts to have an effect. Now that's something that the Burroughs Company, which I know a little bit about, actually helped to do. Because they were originally an adding machine company, American Arithometer Corporation, I believe. I may have that a little bit mixed up. They were in St. Louis, Missouri, and then six years after Burroughs' death, himself, they moved to Detroit, this was 1904, and they changed the name to the Burroughs Adding Machine Company. Mm -hmm. And then they started creating programmable, they created some of the first programmable ledger machines, and then they were actually one of the big six uh, during the original computer revolution in the 60s. Right. Now, we know from uh, the, the British Society for the History of Mathematics, the BSHM, at bshm.org, have a, a list of places in the UK, and... Um, stuff that's happened there in, in maths history. And one of the entries for Nottingham says, Burroughs adding machines first began overseas production uh, of adding machines in the, in the near Nottingham in 1898. Okay, and here we are in the meadows in Nottingham, and behind us is that church from the map that we found through David Singmaster's clue. Now the position of that church tells us that this is Arkwright Street, and actually nowadays it's called Arkwright Walk, and it's a pedestrian walkway. And if you remember Arkwright Street, the church was on the opposite side from the factory, which that means that the factory is over there. Okay, so we're around the corner from where we were. The road configuration has changed. They redeveloped this whole area in the 1970s, 80s, and uh, they changed all the roads. But the, there is no longer a Kirkby Street or a Bell Street, but there is a Kirkby Gardens which is not quite where Kirkby Street used to be, but almost. And uh, from that we can work out where the factory used to be, and the factory used to be within this site uh, that we're stood by now, which is now a school, Greenfield School. Um, now I know one of the things that happened in Nottingham uh, that's, that's related to mathematical history is that Einstein visited in 1930, a year before he came to Oxford. Uh, this book doesn't mention it, but let's go and find out more. Okay, so when Einstein lectured at the University College, at the end of the lecture, a blackboard that he'd used was varnished over 
uh, and preserved, and this is it uh, on display in the School of Physics at the University of Nottingham. And yes, the account, the account I read tells that the, the German students couldn't understand the physics, and the physicists couldn't understand the German. And at the end, there was, there was a chap in the room who understood physics and German, and he stood <laughs> up and gave a quick crazy of what Einstein had spoken about. I don't know, the, the, my favorite uh, little story that's told here is uh, a letter from Elsa Einstein, Einstein's wife, to uh, Professor, or Air Professor Frank Granger about uh, five pounds that Professor Granger had lent to Einstein, uh, which had not yet been posted back. But, as she explains, her husband never dealt with the money. There we go. That's Good. a bit better. Good, yeah. Sorry? Is this the end of my TV? No. No.